welcome to episode 19 of the, the Black, Black Multiverse Theory Podcast. Podcast. A podcast challenge again to blackness through discussions of global, global, local, and popular culture from the perspective of Afro-Canadians who live different versions of themselves to navigate everyday life. You can catch up with us on Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbeans, Radio Public, and of course Stitcher. If you're watching this on all of the social medias, go ahead and click share. <laughs> We're a little bit cozy tonight. Um, yeah, and follow us. And that's it. Hi, everybody. I see Darren's on. Yes, everyone, welcome. And Darren, both Darren's are on. <coughs> that is nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. So here we are, 19 weeks, huh? 19 weeks of podcast bliss. I can't believe it. It's been it's been good. Really good ride. So it's really good for this um for these 19 weeks. We've had many topics. We have many different things that we've tried out. Just in case you are tuning in, this is the live recording of the podcast. We right. then chop it up and, and polish it off mm-hmm. and release it later on in the week. Yes. So if you're watching us, you're watching us record a podcast. Um, and then so it, it, can, it gets a little bumpy on this ride. <laughs> but you can always tune um, participate if you're on live on Instagram. We can see you. If you're on live on Facebook, we can see you. Um, so anything that you have to contribute, you could just shout it with your little fingers. Shout it out. <laughs> and we will uh, we'll read your comment. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a special guest today. We do. This is our very first interview on the show. We've never <laughs> interviewed anybody. Never. And this time it's a little bit different because it just happens to be the person who we have in the studio with us, it's his birthday. Ah, it's the birthday boy. The birthday boy. It's the birthday boy. Yeah. So for those of you who do not recognize him by face, this is none other than the one and only Nashawn James Williams. Hi, Nashawn. <coughs> oh. Okay. So this week we're going to have, um, after the recap, we're going to do 11 questions with an 11-year-old because Nashan is 11 years old this week. You know, if I was to move that, the whole thing would fall into my lap. Sure. I try not to be fidgety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me and Nashan need that at the same height. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So after we do a recap, we'll do 11 questions with an 11-year-old. We'll go through 11 questions with this young man. This newly minted 11-year-old. So we decided to get nice and cozy on the couch. Mm-hmm. Which is... Uh, it's hot up here. Yeah. It, it <laughs> is warm. <laughs> is warm and it's toasty. Warm. And we would have seen you a little bit earlier, but there was a blackout tonight. Apparently the grid was down. There was a bunch of power outages. Mm-hmm. We had a, a power outage... Today and and on other days, um, well, house. no, not at my house. Sorry, I was. Oh, on yesterday. your side. Yeah. Yesterday, oh, yesterday. Yesterday, the, all the block was was out. Oh. Except for our houses, our individual houses were okay, but the block, 
all the street oh, lights the street were out. Lights out. And today, the entire grid went down for a short spell, probably yeah. about five, ten minutes. Was it that short? It felt like a long time. It felt like 30 minutes. Yeah, we kind of made it into a... a Do I make a big deal out of everything? <laughs> Not you, but I. all my children are here they in the studio. They panicked immediately. Right away. <laughs> they started to make adventurous um, notations about everything. I'm like, just calm down. <laughs> Relax. The That's Relax. Relax. Um, How was your last week? Last week is good. Darren Jordan is online. He, he's, Hi, he's asking me to remember. I said my goal was to do a podcast, and he said mission accomplished, player. Ooh, player, 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 player. Missions. You know, game recognized game. Player don't hate the game, hate the player. You know. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> all these things, yeah. So um, my last week was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, we went through quite a bit of a spell um, last week of different highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the death in the family. Mm-hmm. So um, my wife has gone off. She's in Jamaica having a good time. Well. Um, at this point, the funeral, I believe, is either tomorrow or the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, then then it's a little different story. But now she's meeting up with relatives and cousins. And funeral is like always sad to get you together, but it's, it tends to also be a good time. It also is a good time. It's we, not the way we want to meet up. but mm-hmm. And we always pledge to not let it happen like that again. Again, sure yeah. Enough. And so th- that happened. Um mm. While working, I had a small interaction with racism, which we will talk about. Okay. Um, which ended up into a a problem for the people that were on partaking. Yeah, on on site. Mm-hmm. So that happened. So to go over the story from last week, um, the. I was upstairs working. Mm-hmm. Um, the contractors hiring us out is a black gentleman. Um, most of the crew are black. His son is on site, also black. Mm-hmm. And um, they hired on a subcontractor, which was a predominantly white crew. Mm-hmm. This crew came on and were. Doing a good job. Not too bad. Getting things done. Cutting out drywall where it needs to be. Patching up stuff. Putting up cabinets. Having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, the usual. The usual. So, but there's a couple older guys there. One of the older guys, he was sitting in the door and there's a young lady that's on his crew. And uh, he turned to the lady on the crew and the contractor's son was walking away. He was walking to go check something out. And he looks over and he goes, uh, where, where's, the, where's the N-word going? Where's the nigga going? Huh? And I looked and I was like, oh. Are you sure he didn't mean it in the like, like with an A? With, <laughs> with the oh, A? With the A-H at the end? Are you sure he didn't mean it? Like, like a rap album type mm-hmm. of thing? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just really into hip-hop. Yeah. So, No. He's not at all into hip hop. Like, uh, this dude looked like he kind of looked like Popeye a little bit. Okay. Yeah. He and um, now that you say it, Popeye does look a lot like an enemy to the people. 
Now that I'm thinking about it, if yeah. I saw that guy Popeye coming, <laughs> I would probably cross the street. Oh, whoa. So, Pop, this guy, who I'll affectionately from here on out call Popeye. Popeye. So, Popeye said that, and I found myself in this situation trying to deal with it the best way I could deal with it. Mm-hmm. Because you, you try as. Uh, and I, I also talked to one of your clients the other day, and one of your clients was telling me that here in the western um, portion of Canada, we seem to overlook these things more. Mm-hmm. We seem to, oh, don't it's make such a big deal. It's more culturally acceptable, yeah. It don't make such a big deal out of it. And mm-hmm. I found myself fighting with myself, like, yo, don't make a big deal. These guys are doing good work. If if you if you get this guy kicked off site, your money's gonna get played around with. They're gonna have to find a new crew and go through all that. So, in the end, I was gonna talk to the guy myself, even though it wasn't about me. I was gonna talk to the guy myself, but then I was like, you know what? Let me tell the young man what. Watch out for this dude. Yeah, what what was said, and to watch out for him. And we don't know who else on the crew might feel this way. So I talked to the guy, mm-hmm. called him over. I said, listen, man, you got to watch out. You know, this guy said, you know, when you walked out, he said, where's the nigga going? And I remember this from when I was, like, starting out um, in the trades and, and somebody didn't see me and I was in a room and they said, oh, you know, where's the nigga at? And stuff like that. And it was an issue for me then. And I said, it strikes up a chord now because I'm more conscious and aware of what, what going on that people are like this in this city in this province now in 2019 this is not 1965 this right. is not 1955 or 1935 this is or 1995 this is 2019 mm-hmm. and we are still dealing with this so mm-hmm. um i told the guy and the guy said oh yeah okay he's like thanks for looking out I gave me the dap i went back to work finished up what i had to do and I went to the, you know, went to my vehicle. I didn't see him. I didn't see the contractor. And uh, I got in my car and I started to go home. I said, I said to everybody, I said, if anybody asks, you know, it's it's home time for me, so I'm gone home. So I left, left the people there. I get this call as I'm pulling out and heading on my street. I'm, I'm out in Wetasco, and so I'm heading back to Edmonton. And while I'm out on the street. I get the call, and the call is like, um, from the contractor, he goes, hey, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate, you know, you you looking out for my son, um, and I got your message. I'll take care of it. I said, listen, I don't want to, want to cause no trouble, but I'm just, you know, I just want to make sure that he was okay and he's aware. He goes, no, 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 we got to nip this in the butt right now. <laughs> and that was it. When I came back, he fired the whole crew. Everybody he sent the whole here. crew home. He's like, "All oh, y'all gotta go. I don't care who it was." Because you obviously, you and you and you, you obviously tolerate this yeah. for him to be able to talk so easy. And that was what that happened. Was it. Yeah, that was my last week. Yikes! So, also, you know, I, I learned a big lesson about that because I was like, "Wow, he hired on a different crew. The crew works really well." That's it. Kept no problems. Okay. Yeah. So do you wish you would have said something directly to the people, or are you okay with how it went down? Well, 
You, you mean to the people that said it? Yeah. Well, I'm okay with what went what down because yeah. then, you know, contractor took care of it because you don't know what's going to happen. I may have confronted him with, and then he might have declined it, denied it. And then I said, and then I'm going to tell him I know what I heard in my ears. Right. And then, then he already started a fight earlier with another black guy, maybe about three weeks before that. And he got tuned up. That's too much. Yeah, they tuned him good. The, <laughs> that black guy was... But he stayed on the site. So maybe it's better now for him to okay. just go his way. Yeah. At this point, instead of people getting hurt, mm-hmm. it was better He's a liability. To, yeah, do, do it that way. Last time, he got a two-by-four to the head and a couple shots to the kidney. Yikes. So, That's a worse problem. <laughs> so we don't want any more black people going to jail for foolishness. True story. That's it. Okay, so <laughs> my last week has been uh, relatively uneventful, I think. I can't think of anything that's happening. Nobody had a birthday last week? No. Yeah, my seed had a birthday last hey, week. Sanaya hey. had a birthday. Happy birthday, Sanaya. All she wanted in life was crab. Crab. To eat crab, not to. Not no. crabs. <laughs> no. Just crab. So, um, she's been wanting me to meet her boyfriend for a while, and I've been just denying it happening. So, I told her that he could come with us for dinner, and I had him drive us. I personally feel the guy's a stand-up guy. I'm okay with him. I'm not going to lie. I mean, with a name, like mine. You know, so his name is Nigel. So obviously, Nigel is totally biased about the social. I feel like the guy is a good guy. Like, you can't have a name like Nigel. There have been no bad things said about Nigel's over the years. Never the history of time. I've known Nigel Matzel, the race car driver. I've known lots of Lots of Nigels. And they all. Making plans for Nigel was a song back in the 70s and 60s. Great song. Well, um, yeah, he's good. He's a good kid. He doesn't look too grown. He drives responsibly. Um, what, what is the thing about him not looking too grown? Sometimes I think when you're a parent, you understand that your kids are going to get into these relationships, whether you agree with them or not, because it's part of maturity. But you don't necessarily want them to be in a relationship with somebody who's more experienced than them. You know what I mean? I want to say this. You mean with Buddy? Okay, okay, okay. I ain't so gonna push the envelope. These two look, they both look like, they look like young kids. And as my friend said, oh, they look like two kids who like each other. You know, what? nobody looks like they should have children. You know, some of these 17 year old people, they look like grown, grown, grown people. They look like grown, grown, grown. Instagram models, but. He's cool. He plays baseball and pretty much sounds like kind of a homebody. You don't want anybody looking like Jerry coming coming up with the thing. Who's Jerry? From Bad Boys. Oh. <laughs> he was youngish though, that boy that was coming to The man looked thirty five. You're so funny. Okay, so now we're gonna move on before we move on to the scroll. We're going to do 11 questions with an 11-year-old. So this particular 11-year-old can get back to watching his show. <laughs> All right. He's like, how long do I have to see you? And you're talking about this stuff that I don't know about. There he is. 
Over in the corner, we have Nashan. Nashan is 11 today. I remember, I'm going to go over this very quickly. I remember his mom mm-hmm. um, and us having the pregnancy experience for the first time. And I remember. I'm take you off camera. <laughs> that's fine. And I remember that he was. Uh, um, I got a call from work and said, take the day off. And I said, are you sure? It was her first baby. So I was like, are you sure? And she was like, yep, he's coming tomorrow. And I said, okay. And at four in the morning, she tapped me. I'm sleeping. She tapped me. She said, hey, I'm going to have a shower. But when I get out of the shower, you're going to have to take me to the hospital. I said, you sure? That's amazing. I, I said, do you have, are you having contractions? Is it painful? She goes, no, it's just a little pressure. I said, okay. Got up, um, no, went back to sleep. I passed right back out. I was, like, I was done. Half an hour. No, gotta get ready. Half an hour later, she said, "Go back to sleep. I'll wake you in half an hour." You take. Okay. I went right back to sleep, and half an hour she came in. I sprang up. Like I was like, "What? What? What?" Jumped up, boom, grabbed the bag, grabbed everything, loaded up the car. Then I grabbed her, brought her down the stairs. Checking if he needs tea or anything before we go. She was like, no, it's good. And then we went, drove her to the hospital. As soon as we got there, she met, because she works at the hospital, she met one of her coworkers. They started mm-hmm. chatting it up. They're laughing and joking. She said, like, do you feel any pain? She goes, no, just a little bit of pressure. Then the intern came in. It was a female intern. Female intern came in. They said, hi, how you doing? Everybody was like, oh, hey, hey, how's it going? How's that? How's things going? And uh, she was like, fine. And the intern said, can I take a look down there and see how he's, if he's coming along? And she said, sure, go ahead. And she laid, she was laying on the thing. And when they lifted up the little house coat they give them to wear, his head was right there just coming out. <laughs> his head was like coming out. And they're like, oh, no. And they just rushed straight to the room. Put her in the room, just rolled the bed right in the room, rolled out whatever bed was in there. I came into the room. I'm looking for Hollywood. The cloak, the head bonnet, the mask, gloves for myself. You know, I'm looking for all that. They're like, nah, nah, you don't need those. You're fine. You're fine. Just as you are, street clothes and everything. And I was like, man, what kind of weird stand-up job is this? This is terrible. So anyways, we're waiting there. She's pushing. They're like, push, push. Mind you, between the time we came to the hospital and and this has been literally maybe 20, 25 minutes. Oh, wow. It's not been long (laughs) at all. So she's like, yeah, she's pushing, she's pushing, she's pushing. And the nurse comes and says, oh, put your fist, you know, you know, on her back and roll, you know, your fist and massage her back. I put my fist by her back and I started rolling. She looked at me. And gave me that look like, stop touching me. Don't do it. <laughs> Immediately. Like, just stop. What, whatever you're doing is not working. Stop. So she's like, she said it in the nicest way she could. She said, honey, just hold my hand. And actually, don't hold my hand. Just stand there. Don't do nothing. <laughs> I just need you to stand there. So I stood there. She gave about three pushes. And the, and the nurse stood there. With her hands out, ready to catch him when he came out. Uh-huh. And when he came out, there's so much pressure, and he tore 
So when he came out, he shot out like a rocket, and she missed. <laughs> and she, he came out in between her arms and landed on the bed. He bounced on the bed. And I looked at her like, did you just drop my baby? Like, what? You, you want to fight? Like, I just gave her that look like, are you serious? She picked up the baby real quick, wrapped him up. She's like, oh, oh, oh. Yep, like, oh, oh, oh. So good. So good. Five second rule. (laughs) (laughs) She dusted him off and he had a big cone head. And I looked at her and said, Is that normal for him to have a cone head? They said they'll go back down. Go back, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was it. They asked me to cut the umbilical cord. If you're Caribbean, they told you to massage massage his head so it goes back to normal. (laughs) Yes. True. So massage his uh, nose so he gets a bridge. Yeah. Like these are things like, that happen. Pull, pull your nose down and do that. My mom did push that up her bum. Push up her bum. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, totally missed. Totally missed the baby. Yes. So that that was what happened in my story with this young man. But now, fast forward, it is 11, 11 years, years later. later. Wow, look at him. Look at him. Grown man. Into a fine, young specimen of a man. Look at him. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe. And people ask if he's like me. He's kind of like me sometimes, but he's he's not like me. He's, he's like himself. So he can be shy sometimes, where I'm not really all that much. Mm-hmm. But then he's funny. He's a funny guy, and he likes to do different things. Um, and we'll go into it. Yeah. So. So, we're going to start uh, with an introduction. So, what is your name? Nishan. Okay, Nishan. And what is your birthday? 2008. 2008, you were born. What date? August 27th. August 27th. Okay. And you're on summer break now. You go back to school next week, right? Mm-hmm. What school do you go to? What school? What What grade are you going into? Grade six. Grade six. Is that the same school you were at before or is it a new school? Same. Same school. Okay. Is this your last year at this school? No. You have one more year? No. You have two more years? No. Three more years? Okay, three more years. Oh, so you're just like pretty much starting this school. Yeah, he, he's going from elementary and crossing into junior high. So this is the junior high school? So the school he's going to is an elementary junior high school. Okay, so he just pretty much crosses his threshold. Yeah, he crosses. the His classes are now in a different area. He's now okay. with the bigger kids. Oh, after, you're with the big kids now. After that, he's the big. he's going to be the biggest... In his side of the school. Yeah, he rules the, the, the playground. Got it. Okay. So, what are your hobbies, Nashan? Um, video games, drawing, and board games. Okay. And what is your favorite video game? Minecraft. Minecraft? Mm-hmm. He's a Minecraft guy. He likes Minecraft. <laughs> and what's your favorite PC game? Roblox. He's also a Roblox guy. <laughs> he doesn't try Roblox. Roblox and Minecraft Is can it be coding known as, stuff. They're similar, right? They can be similar. There's coding involved in, in both if you wanted to. Okay. And you said you like to draw. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to draw? Whatever comes into my mind. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He's a master drawer. I heard one time he drew Iron Man. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Mm. Okay. I think it's your turn for the rest of them. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you a few things, man. Sure. Uh, so I heard you like to play board games. Sometimes we play board games. Out of the board games we play, what's your favorite board game? Hangman. Hangman. You like that? That's your favorite? Yeah. Oh, man. You know that's about literally black people, right? Whoa. Sorry. That's, that's <laughs> not what it's about. Sorry. Okay. Let's go ahead. Next. What's your favorite movie, my friend? Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home. When did you watch that movie? Today. Today? Who took you to see that movie? Yeah, I Me? I heard it was your very favorite movie you've ever seen in your life. Is it your favorite? Yeah. Like, and that you've ever seen in your life? Yeah. All 11 years. You haven't yeah. seen a better movie than Spider-Man Far From Home? No. No? <laughs> What about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? This was better? Yeah. What about Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, what about Into the Spider-Verse? This was better? Then yeah. Into the Spider-Verse even? Then Into the Spider-Verse with okay. Miles Morales. That's my favorite one. That's, that's one of my But I favorite. haven't seen Far From Home. My favorite one is Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire. I don't care what nobody say. Hold on, though. Did you see Tom Holland doing ballet with that guy? What? Apparently Tom Tom Holland. Is that his name? Yeah, Tom Holland, yeah. Apparently he can do ballet. He like, can really dance. Well. His famous yeah. story about he loves Madonna. Spinning. Did you hear about his Madonna story? Mm-mm. He saw Madonna. They went out to this uh, eatery. Uh-huh. And Madonna was there. And Madonna was sitting there and Tom Holland said, Whoa, it's Madonna. And his manager was like, Yo, you want to meet Madonna? And he's like, Uh, yeah, I guess, but he's a kid, right? So he's like, ugh. And yeah. Madonna's like a grown woman. That he, he knows she's famous. Right. So he goes, let me, come here, let me introduce you. He goes, okay. He goes over there. And the guy's like, hey, Madonna, this is Tom Holland. He's playing Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. And he likes to dance. And he wants to know who you is. And she looks at him and she goes, uh, so you like to dance, huh? Let me see what you got. And he froze. <laughs> and he couldn't do anything? No. He, he just kind of just stood there and looked at her like, dab, 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 and she come, she walked off. <laughs> I can appreciate that. That she walked off or that he froze? Him freezing. He's One time I saw Taurus Riley and I was backstage. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you this story? Me? Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. Let me talk into the microphone. Go ahead. One time I was backstage, I saw Tars Riley, and then when we left after the show, we're leaving, and he turns to me and he goes, Hey, I saw you dancing backstage. Like because I was like in the wings. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say a word. I put up my camera, I took a picture of him. I didn't say a word. He was like, <laughs> it was weird because we've seen each other bad times before. But this is the first time he like Acknowledged that he recognized me and said something, and I was just choked. I had nothing, nothing. Like, I had to apologize like, for that years he's later. He's like, "Hey, I saw, I saw you backstage dancing." You're like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> creepy, like a total weirdo, <laughs> creepy. <laughs> That's exactly how it went down. Yeah, I would have been like, uh, uh, security. Uh, 
Okay, let's get back to the Sorry, boy. Sorry, it's not the worst side. Let's get back to the boy here. All okay. right, so we got that. Your favorite PC game is Roblox. Um, what did you get for your birthday? Funko Pop. Funko Pop. What's a Funko Pop? What is a Funko Pop? Is it a toy? Is it a character? A toy. Oh. Do you have a favorite Funko Pop character? No. No? Oh, the Funko Pop... Oh, oh, sorry. Which Funko Pop did you get? The DIY. The DIY. So how's that different from the other ones? It's blank. Totally blank? Yeah. Okay. So what are you going to make yours into? Me and I don't. You and you don't know. You got two of them? Okay. All right. So you're going to make a you version of yourself. A Funko Pop version of himself. Okay. I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, gentlemen. That's it. That's all you got. That was 11 questions with an 11-year-old on the Black Multiverse Theory. He's newly minted 11. He's there. Everything you ever wanted to know. How many 11-year-olds can say that they were on a podcast? Uh Huh? That many people got to see all around the world and got to listen to his short answers that really didn't say much about anything. Oh, wow. Leave this child alone. <laughs> it was his first interview. All Relax. I'm saying is, you know, I'm just saying this is what happened. Did you have fun here? Yeah. yeah. We what have was your fun. favorite part? I thought it was a chicken I do this literally every week just because I like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Everyone? Okay, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank you. You can go back over to what you were doing. Appreciate you uh, coming out and being a part. You don't have to have them pull up that. He wants okay. to use them. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh, oh, get, oh some, room. get some air in Just here. a little room here. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All okay. Right. Okay. <coughs> Can we bring your camera in here? Oh, bring my hey, camera. Hey, Hey, I've arrived. Wow, wow. <laughs> Take it <laughs> down. I've arrived. You really do like to I, hear I yourself. This is great. I just came right down. I love to hear myself. It's my wow. favorite. Okay, she arrived here. I've arrived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's going outside? One of the girls. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I have to like tuck and roll myself. No, I can't bring it in. Yeah, I can. What you trying to do? Here? I thought you asked me to bring my camera closer. I didn't say a thing. You didn't say bring your camera closer. I just did now? not say a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, while I'm out here, yeah, I'm gonna you, bring the camera you, closer. You go bring it closer. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what you said. I thought you said you want to bring that camera closer. <laughs> Rose, Auntie Rose is on from Florida. Yes, okay. she's here. She's talking about the navel string. Yeah, they asked me to cut the navel string. Yeah, and you yes. didn't want to. Hey, Tanya's out on the, in here. Hey, Tanya. She reached. She reached. She reached. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. All of the things. This is good. <laughs> There is nothing like a frigidaire. 
No, I tried so hard to not fidget. Yes, I've been trying so hard to not fidget, like so so hard. You don't even know. Okay. So we did. Let's talk about the scroll. Okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. All right. So on the scroll. Do you have anything? Or you want me to just go through? I got a ton of things on the scroll. First of all, we have the G7 Summit. We've got a ton of people there. Trump is there today. Starts causing a ruckus. Gets up. Flaps his jacket. Walks out the door. Are you serious? (laughs) Gets mad. He's like, I'm I'm tired. I'm I'm sick and tired of this. I'm leaving. He didn't want to come in the first place. He didn't. He missed the entire climate meeting. Literally the only country not at the table was the U.S. with that empty seat. Yeah, then he showed up. He's beside. He's so flippant. That's the problem. He's so disrespectful. He's so flippant. He he is who he is. It's Donald. It's the the Donald. Mm. It's the 45th. So 45 is there. He walks away from the summit. That's what the crazy portion is. Okay. After he completely missed the summit, then he walks away from it. (laughs) Fix your face. Sorry. Okay. So Donald Trump walks away from the G7 summit. Who... Didn't it used to be the G8? Did somebody leave? Is it Russia? Did somebody get kicked off? Well, they were talking about Russia this whole time. And what they're going to do about them? And Donald Trump was like, yo, man, Russia's my main man. Like, I'm, I have no problems with them, and we're good. And that was one of the things. I haven't been, watching, I haven't been following American news too much these days. Yeah. I guess that's world news. That that is world leaked into the world. Yes. Also, shout out to the Amazon, which is definitely on fire. Yeah. So that that's a new thing here. So, is in the Amazonian world. Hmm. Um. Apparently, the leader over there in Brazil, Brazil, who is like the worst guy ever on the face of the planet. Um. They were like, "Yo, you can't." Chop that stuff down. I think he was chopping it down, trying to make a couple apartment complexes or something. I don't know what he was trying Usually to do. they do cattle farming on those kinds of that. That's what they do. There you go. That's why there's talk around veganism mm-hmm. and how veganism can help the rainforest because, like, a large percentage, like 65% of the clear cutting is for these cattle farms to raise beef. And they want to raise the beef. They want to eat the beef. Yeah, but beef takes an extraordinarily um, large amount of resources in order to grow just to grow a steak pretty much true yeah so so because this leader this world leader didn't have access to the you know the world court said um mm-hmm. gave the settlement to the indigenous folks there yeah said listen this is where you guys live this is it so no, no more cutting down of the trees. So that you guys get your home. So they went ahead and set it on fire. They set the forest on fire. At the G7 summit, they gathered all this money and they were like, "Yo, we're gonna come and fight this forest fighter." And the leader was like, "No, you're not. We're good." Yeah. But I feel I think this has made me feel like the Amazon shouldn't belong to Brazil. 
Uh, yeah. It makes me feel like the rainforest should be under global protection. Protection, yeah. Like you like that way one person inside of one country can't make decisions about that resource. And the thing about the Amazon is it does, you've probably been reading, produce twenty percent of the oxygen on the planet. Now most of that oxygen actually stays inside of the Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. However, the Amazon absorbs an extremely high amount of carbon dioxide, which yeah. the entire act of the Amazon burning is apparently like they call it a um, a world, a catastrophic world event. Yeah, for because it to of burn. the amount, right? Because not only because of the oxygen, but because of the amount of carbon dioxide that that is expelling into the universe yeah. and that or into the into the air and then the overall drying out of the of the rainforest as it um as it burns they say it's you insane. can it's terrifying you could see the burning from from space from space it's insane so it, it's it's weird i never can understand this because you're dealing with your own life yeah. and all the life of everybody on the earth yeah but at the same time, if you if it's part of like, uh, you know, if 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 all these world leaders come together mm-hmm. and they choose to defend it, mm-hmm. we run into problems that have happened before. And some of the problems that have happened before is like people have been um, taking advantage of going into other people's country and taking their resources. Yeah, that's very true. Under the rule of world. The best interest of the planet. Best interest of the planet. Yeah, I don't even know, man. So it's, it's all terrifying. It feels like tight. there's nothing you can do. And to be honest with you, here from first world, there's essentially nothing you can do. Like, there's nobody you can donate to. You can't get on a plane or fly over there. I'm glad at least it was brought up in the G7 summit. Like, they, at least they spoke about it or what to do. I don't know. I feel like if I was the leader of a country with enough, I would just like fly some water over there and be like, what do you sure. do now? Just dump it out. Be like, yo, stop it. I hear you. <laughs> right? Hear you. Just like low key. Because we go in and bomb people all the time. Just low key drop mad water on them. We do. Like, yo, cut, this, cut it out. <laughs> cut this shit out. The worst. That has been stressing me out. That whole, that leader of Brazil right now, he's been stressing me out since he got in because he's bad like the Philippines guy and like the Trump guy. And, yeah. So now we have a bunch of leaders that are not really taking care of their countries and now the world. And so we're dealing with that. Okay, cool. Next. What you got? Well, uh, on the scroll... We have um, what we we were talking about, um, the model. Oh, the Australian model. Australian model. Yeah. um, She's uh, Mm Sudanese-Australian, and her name is Adut Akech. Adut Akech. Adut Akech. Yeah, so she did a feature interview with Who magazine in Australia. And the article was mainly talking about attitudes toward immigrants and how people generally view immigrants. Yeah. And then they went ahead and published the article beside the feature picture being someone completely different. 
And the someone completely different is another model who's, is she also Sudanese? Yes. Um, Sudanese model, and her name is Flavia Lazarus. But apparently the two don't look anything alike. Yeah, I mean, other than the fact that they have low-cut hair and, and they're both black, that's about it. Mm. So somebody kind of took their time and was like, ah, this looks like this person, yeah. And put their other model as the main feature picture. picture yeah. It's a full-page picture of this other model and said it was her. So apparently the magazine apologized privately in public. Mm-hmm. I mean, privately, um, directly. And she still went ahead and addressed it on her Instagram page and said that she felt like it's a complete and utter disrespect to her race and that she felt like this wouldn't have happened if it was a white model, which I can't disagree. Yeah, I mean... Like, are they going to post, I don't know, Paris Hilton for Hadid Habiba or whatever her name is? Do they look alike? Like, I don't know. They're both blood white women. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. But what's the other ones saying? Speaking <laughs> of blonde white women, uh-huh. um, Taylor Swift. It's <laughs> the truth, though. But Taylor Swift did a petition um, to the White House about the LGBTQ uh, plus community. Um, in there, she they've passed a law. Uh, which is the Equality Act mm-hmm. or the Equalization Act, I think. It was one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, we believe in equal rights, but we do not believe in the stuff that comes through the Equalization Act. So what's happened is she's collected over 2 million petition signatures, mm-hmm. which according to um, U.S. law, it's supposed to um, warrant a response from the White so she went in her last concert. Is that a knocking on the door? No, it's this child. <laughs> so he went and put this this um, this two million views mm-hmm. out, and she went on her concert, and she was like, "Hey, time's up!" Like. We got what is required to get a response. What do you got? And they're like, hey, uh, our response is, you know. It's oh, well? Weird. It's the LGBTQ d- d- demands responsibility. We believe that nobody should be persecuted for their beliefs and, and how they act. But that's not the response they're asking for. <laughs> the response about this act. So they legal can, response. Yeah, so they could take this bill out. And they that seems re- like typical Trumpism, though, because he yeah. typically responds to things like just with a bunch of words. Like tweets. Just random tweets. Just random a set of thoughts. Did you see the interview he was on where they were like asking him about how much he likes the Bible? And he was like, the Bible's a very personal thing, so I don't want to get into it. I don't want to talk about it. And finally, the guy tries to lob him one. And goes, okay, but are you, like, a New Testament guy or Old Testament guy? Which is really just asking you if you're, like, more Jewish or more Christian. That's really what it's coming down to. He's like, uh, both. They're both very fine books. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I was like, oh. Obviously, the correct answer is that the Old Testament is more interesting. That's what you think? I think that that's where all the action is. Really? Yeah, I feel like the New... Yeah, I do. I feel like the Old Testament is, like... It's like 
I hear what you're saying. I feel like you, you're you're trying to say that the Old Testament is, there's more stories and and more outlined uh, different characters that go through many things. Mm-hmm. Different characters going through different kinds of trials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the New Testament, there's a lot of that as well, but there's more persecution, death, and slaughter. In the end. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on there. Definitely. With the old, with the New Testament versus Old Testament. Okay. I can't say that I like one more than the other. I think they're kind of intertwined. So a lot of times the New Testament will refer back to the Old Testament okay. and confirm or deny. This is like purely thoughts. fuzzy over here. Instagram, all they're seeing is fuzz. Oh yeah, I see what's going on there. I don't even think they can see me. They can't see anything. Literally nothing on Instagram. All right. You want to bring Instagram closer to us? You know what happens when I start moving. It's fine. Okay. Okay. What else you got? Um. So other than Taylor Swift and Trump. Um, can we sidebar from Taylor Swift to talk about the Missy Elliott performance at the VH1 Awards? Oh, how was it? It's yeah, fantastic. Haven't you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, is this on the screen? It might be on the screen. But this? here's what happened. It might be on the screen. I'm not sure. So here's what happened. So Missy starts with her new song, Throw It Back. Mm-hmm. And then she goes. Is it Throw It Back or Throw It Back? Throw Go it ahead. Back. Throw It Back. Throw it back. Let's throw it back. Okay. Yeah. So, so she goes. She starts to throw it back, and then she goes into "I Can't Stand the Rain," and then everybody is in the black puffy suits, mm-hmm. and then she's flying through the sky with this black puffy suits. She pretty much re- recreates all of her big. Can you pass me this this camera right here? She pretty much recreates all of her big her biggest um, videos on stage and then at one point this um, this spaceship the spaceship comes over and when the spaceship comes over it starts beaming holographic people up from out of the audience because you know they can do those holograms already so yeah that was what happened with Missy Elliott yeah Thank you. That is what happened with Missy Elliott. And it was really amazing. And it was like, I just got more and more excited. Literally, literally, literally. Man. From her flying in the air and wearing the... the and the puffy suits are... You mean like puffy suits? Like they're, No, they're the puffy. black one from I Can't Stand the Rain. Yes, not Puffy's Puff Daddy's. No, the black Puffy suit. Yeah. But the Puffy suits were happening at the time. The garbage bag Puffy suits were really. <laughs> yeah, but the Puffy had a silver set and she had the garbage. She had, she had the, the black, black ones. ones right? Yeah, I saw. But everybody's been redoing the black ones with their little garbage bags with their little children. So she may as well. She's I liked awesome. it. It was amazing. Missy uh, is one of my favorite artists of all time. And she she actually shouted out my favorite podcast. Don't. She actually shouted out my favorite podcast. She had shouted out The Read. She's like, Crystal and Kid Fury, you guys fought for this. 
And because I've been listening to the read, I felt like I was a part of the win. I felt like we all did it together. Nice. Mm-hmm. It was nice. I appreciated it. I loved it. And I'm so glad that you got a VH1 Video Vanguard Award. She's so amazing. Mm-hmm. So that happened, and it was amazing. I also loved Lizzo's performance. She brought all big body girls out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all her dancers are big body girls, and they definitely twerked and did all the things <laughs> that big, big body, big booty girls do. It was excellent. So that was another, that was a win. But if I'm honest with you, you know, I only pick out my favorites and Google their performances. So. <laughs> I certainly can't tell you about the rest of the show. There was some cool stuff on the carpet, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, Torre Designs, who I follow, he got to dress somebody on the carpet. I don't really know who she is, but he, like, does all this leather gear. So it was really cool to see the stuff that he was That's awesome. And I vaguely remember Jaden Smith, like, rocking out to Lizzo on stage. And I really appreciated that because he was, like, really in it. And um, did he perform with his sister? I don't know, because you would have to say it to me, and then I would have to Google it in order to know. Because uh, I certainly did not watch it. I, I saw a performance that Will Smith had posted on his Instagram of, of um, Jaden and Willow, Willow with a guitar, like going ham on with the guitar. So. I I want to see hear that performance and see what's up with those. I love two. those two free children. <laughs> they're free they're free free children okay um, you got anything else um, no you, you got more my go, turn just go right in it's there my turn yeah, just go in you, there. you said some of the ones I had too so it's good okay okay so did you hear the Death Row Records is now owned by Hasbro Toys Death Row Records on a whole has had a Turbulent move from ownership. This Canadian company purchased Death Row Records. One Entertainment. That one? Yes. Mm-hmm. For like less than, I think it was like 200000 No. It was, oh, this is way longer time ago. This is when Death Row first. Oh, first time. Okay, first, and it went up for auction. Right. And they put in their bid expecting to lose and won the entire works of Death Row. They sold it. And the last selling yeah. of it um, was 200... Entertainment One had bought it for $280 million, yeah. And these guys bought it for like $28 million or something. Yeah. And the, the people originally who bought it bought it for less than a mil. Like, oh, it's crazy. But also... I should say that Hasbro now owns all of Entertainment One in its catalog. So they didn't necessarily buy Death Row specifically, but because Death Row is in Entertainment One's catalog, they now Hasbro now owns Death Row, but they also own Peppa Pig. But of course, Peppa Pig and Death Row are on the same label. She's definitely like extremely gangster, so it makes sense. I'm still trying to figure and put my wrap my head around this because Hasbro makes phenomenal toys. Mm-hmm. Um, and came out with one phenomenal movie hosting with Rihanna, which we all know as Battleship. Oh, Battleship. I did watch that. Yep. She was in it. <laughs> it was not a good movie. It was great. A cinematic prowess was, was put to the test there. Yeah. She came out on top. You know, I went back and watched Lizzo's flute 
mm-hmm. um, performance because I was introducing Lizzo to Noel, so I had to, to make him watch all of it. And when she's like doing the stuff, Rihanna's like, yeah, that made me appreciate Rihanna even more. Because Rihanna's looking at it like, that's dope. Like, you can see how she's nodding, like, yeah, that's new, that's different, that's dope. It's like, yeah, they're so fun. We have um, September, October, November, December. We have four more months for a Rihanna album. She did say we would get an album this year. So, any day within the next four months, we're boiling down. <laughs> Coming to the end of the year now. Now, for all those people watching, for all those people watching, yeah, it's supposed to be a reggae album. Mm -hmm. For all those people watching, Mm -hmm. you are watching me sitting beside an actual true fan of different women in music. So she just named off three people that she thought was amazing in music. And they're all women, yeah. And they're all women. And so when you look at Nilo's face and how she appreciates music and the fact that they're women and the fact that they're all black and the fact that their music is dope and free. That's what you love about watching Lizzo up there. She's just black and fat and happy and free. Like, I love it. I love that she has a space. She creates the space. It's nice. Yeah. Um, I was saying to Sonai, I was like, yeah, Megan Thee Stallion's cool, but she's a little bit out of my age bracket not that i can't enjoy it i just can't internalize it the same way i hear that yeah megan megan the stallion mm-hmm. was just um hanging out and chilling out with jordan woods the other day yeah i love it i love every megan the stallion was just hanging out with lizzo they I, they were like i don't know whose house they were in front of but lizzo was playing the flute and megan the stallion that was, was like twerking, twerking yeah yeah i love about it i like them uh, you know what, I, and I, I like to, to watch the, the craziness that happens on the, the internet. It, it is I like free people. I like when people are free. <coughs> I like when black women are particularly are free. What else you got on that thing? What else? Oh, well, I have, um, there's a new Coltrane, new Coltrane music. Apparently a Canadian director um, put some Coltrane in their, um, their movie. And sometime in like the 60s or the 70s and it was found in the archives so apparently it's called Blue World it'll be released September 27th and this is also unreleased um, cultural material there you go yeah, so that's coming and that's shout out to Canada I guess for that there was a Coltrane new unreleased secret Coltrane material that just came out kind of recently but this is not that Okay. It's like a year later. John Coltrane. John Coltrane, which who I enjoy. Nice. Okay. Um, we know Death Rose now in Hasbro. I want to talk about this Hyundai car. Right. Did you see it? I did cool. see it. So the roof of the car is solar panel. Which makes sense. Yeah. So apparently it shortens the amount of charging time you have to charge pretty much and extends the amount of driving time that you have um because the entire top of the car is um made up of uh solar panels and apparently nigel just invented this yesterday not only that i i I thought about it yesterday about doing the roof as a solar panel yesterday yeah only to find out hey and they beat me to the pledge because you know my 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 
my ideas were out there floating in space. In, and somebody took it. Yeah, just like that. In but collective conscious. Funny thing is, I was at the barber shop today, mm-hmm. you know, getting getting rid of a nice couple cut, things. By the way, look at you looking like a respectable human being. Yeah. You look like somebody I want to like give a loan to. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Go ahead. But uh, I was there with uh, Barber. Shout out to King's Barbershop. Mm-hmm. Um, with Carl. And Carl was talking about his cousin, Devin Perry. Mm-hmm. Devin in, I think it was the 90s? I think it was late 90s. Mm-hmm. Had bought a little car. And inside the car, he had a solar panel. And the solar panel, he hooked up himself to the battery to charge. We were just, just talking about it. And I just read this. So you're, so you're like, we've been on that. Is your point. Black people didn't invented stuff. Did I tell you when I was in the South? And I was like, oh, you can just jerry-rig it. And they're like, Jerry? Who's Jerry? I don't know. I don't know who Jerry is, but that ain't no nigga. <laughs> I was like, oh, Yeah. Yeah, because we apparently use all of these really terrible phrases still. That's funny. Yeah. And then, lastly... The University of Glasgow yes, in Scotland, Scot- Scotland, how do you do that accent? I don't know that word. You're, you're doing... Haggis. You're doing... That's how you do it. Beautiful. Go for it. Haggis. Take it. Take every second. <laughs> okay. Yes. People will be like, no, don't ever do that again. <laughs> They're like, she, why is she doing that? Currently. So you know you can read the story without doing the accent, right? <laughs> Every one of my friends. I do not know why. You so the University of Glasgow. <laughs> okay. They right. plan to pay back the thirty-two million approximately. Now I'm going to tell you, you're going to gag at this story because I gag. So I'm going to introduce to you this story the way I read it. So. They plan to in they plan to uh, pay back this thirty two million in money that they got from the slave trade donations from people who had slaves, uh, which today's money. Now I'm like thirty two million. That seems kind of low. It is. So thirty two million. Apparently, at, it's like thirty two. I think it's twenty pounds. So that works out to $32 billion Canadian dollars. Mm. So this 20 pounds is an arbitrary number apparently they made up. Because they're saying that donations from slavery are between $27 million and dollars <laughs> Like, what a gap. Just to not be like, uh, it's about $326 million. They're like somewhere between... Twenty-seven million and three hundred and twenty. But what are they using it for? So they're not actually paying it back to people, which is why I wanted to talk about this. Like, is it considered reparations? I don't know. But they're planning on building a building for their university, mm-hmm. a twenty million dollar—not even anybody—a twenty million dollar building, and they're going to call it the Glasgow Caribbean Center for Developmental Research. Chella, hi. And to answer the question, they are not paying anybody Nobody. the money. They're just building another building on their campus. Yeah. 
what, they're saying that they're going to use the money that they got donated from the What they need to say on. right now, what they re- really need to say right now is all black people can use this facility for free. Yeah. And we'll give you free tuition. Every black person around the in. world. Yeah. yeah. Around the world could come in and Period. use it whenever they want for that, free. That's what I need to hear. But they're going to take this number that they've already established. It's is, way less. Is what they need to build this thing. <laughs> She's like, hmm, three hundred and twenty million. How about why we can How get we can get this free money if twenty we, million. <laughs> like we can take this money and actually build this facility okay. that we wanted to build anyways. So charge people to come in here. Can you imagine your accountant? Can you imagine my accountant if she's like, well, the taxes you owe for last year is somewhere between twenty million and three hundred and twenty million dollars. <laughs> Somewhere in between that. Like, that's hundreds of thousands. It's like thousands of thousands. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to bring people into this thing. They're, and you're right, Chella, it's not reparations. It's, it's a renovation. <laughs> it's a renovation. I'll Literally. do the plumbing. Yeah. Come in there and also, take some of that 25 minutes. In order for this to work for me, here are the list of things that must happen. Number one, only black people must be employed in order to do this. <laughs> Number two, they have to be paid twice the wage of somebody doing the same work. Quadruple. I don't know why you went with twice. <laughs> okay. I would say one for you and one for your slave ancestor. Who had to, or one to one, you're right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should do four to one. While they're, while they're jerry-rigging, they need one for Jerry and one for Jimmy for the Jimmy rig, <laughs> one for Jerry for the Jerry rig. Plus interest. Let's double it again. <laughs> That's four, yeah. right? And then it has to be available for free to every black person around the entire world. Around the globe. They're naming it the Caribbean. They're in Scotland. They're naming the Caribbean whatever. Yeah. So you're going to give all these Caribbean uh, or Caribbean. Caribbean. Caribbean or Caribbean um, um, patrons. You're going to give them free tuition and free flight. And. Why they still put their name first, as Caitlin just pointed out. And why you got to have de- developmental in the title? What are they developing? Rats? Why can't it be the Caribbean Center for Research? And then Caribbean people could just research there. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't they? But it is what it is. So thanks for nothing. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, guys. So we, we, have, we need a button. We need to write all these ideas that we have randomly down. We need a button that says, thanks for nothing. <laughs> thanks for nothing. <laughs> That's what we need. A big thanks for nothing to, yep. to Glasgow University. Glasgow, you do your thing. For paying back an arbitrary amount of money to themselves. Let Glasgow live their life. <laughs> I used to walk around St. John's University, and they'd be like planting flowers like it's springtime. And I'd be like, yes, continue. Go on. Hi, good to see this is coming together. <laughs> I'm going to put this out there. I didn't talk to my co-host about this, but I want to put this out there. I was watching the other day, um, Living Single, Queen Latifah. Living Single. Right? Okay. Right? Or was that girlfriend? Queen Latifah. Living Single. Mm-hmm. You know, in every episode, she wore a... Black HBCU sweater. HBCU On, on purpose. I want to do the same thing. Okay. But we need money, people. So we need, <laughs> we need you to donate <laughs> some stuff. Well, my shirt today is a local designer. If you can see it, it says Black CEO. 
I like it. And it's by La Calandria. And I was in um, Ikea today buying something for the business. And the girl was like, what are you going to do with all these? And I was like, um, I'm going to make conditioner. And she was like, oh, okay, you're going to sell it on Kijiji? I was like, no. Oh, are you going to sell it on Facebook? No, no, I'm going to sell it in my store. Oh, you have a store? And I'm just sitting here with a sweater that's like, please, just read my sweater. <laughs> Let me go. Wait. <laughs> Can you just I read my dad's question? spider? It says it right here. I put it on my chest so that you would have less questions. Just read my sweater and let me get out of here. I think I want a, a, a hoodie that says Basco University. <laughs> For Caribbean development. For Caribbean development research. Development research. Anyhow, so that's it for the scroll this week. I know as soon, literally as soon as we log off, I get on the scroll and it's like, hey, some stuff you should have talked about today. But, but the stuff we, we have is, is pretty good for the scroll. But we can move on right. to the screen. We'll, we'll double back if we think of anything. Let us move on to the screen. <coughs> on the screen. Wow. So much things on the screen. As you know, my son... Um, went to see uh, into this the far from home, far from home, which Samuel L. Jackson is funny in the show. Did you hear hmm. that Gwyneth Paltrow didn't know that Samuel L. Jackson was in the Marvel, Marvel Universe? <laughs> They're in the blurred group going in on her, like this little lady, like, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, she had no idea that. Um, the Samuel Jackson was in the Marvel universe. She didn't know. She just missed it. You know what I? You know what I think about it? They have never any. They have never did any scenes together. Not one. She doesn't know anything about the movies or anything. You know what? She comes in and she does her job. Right. And sometimes she's there, and sometimes she's not. I, I don't know what to think about it. I thought. <laughs> let me tell you. I, I was like, I why is Pepper Potts where also Iron Man at the end of Avengers Endgame? I didn't know she was a superhero too. Oh, a Lord. superheroine. What did I miss? Everything? <laughs> this, is, this is why people are going to tell you something out there. If you hear about a series of movies and you choose to watch I've the watched last, all of them. The last I've watched every single one. So did you see Iron Man 2? Yes, I've seen all of them. Did you see the one where he calls the, the suit and tells it to go on to Pepper Potts? I vaguely now remember it. It was a long time ago. Do I have to go watch everything all over again? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't with you sometimes. It's funny, though. It's okay, funny. Okay, so let's go on to your screen. Tell me about this Spider-Man. <laughs> So, I, I love the, the characters in Spider-Man Far From Home. It was hilarious. Better than Into the Spider-Verse, which is my favorite one? No. Um, I, I, I could never say that. Into the Spider-Verse is really good. And yeah, Spider-Pig was my favorite. <laughs> it left a lot of um, um, room for a second one, which they are working on. Really? Yeah. It's, a, um, it's the same guy who did The Incredibles, too, I think. Yeah, I think so. He's like... Yeah, he's the only black director to win for an animated t- um, movie. I think he won for that. 
Something Incredibles 2. I don't know. I mean, Frozone is Samuel L. Jackson in that one, too, as well. Oh. So the characters in in um, um, Spider-Man Far From Home were really good. Tom Holland does a great job. Nick mm-hmm. Fury, of course. Um, stellar job. Was Spider-Man funny? Yeah. Like, laugh with him or laugh at him? This one, you know what? That's, that's the funny thing about about Spider-Man yeah. in these ones. He can't always be funny. He's not like the book. He, he can't always be funny. All right. Right? The first one, he was funny. He was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. But now... And then when you when you when you catch him in Avengers, he's funny in Avengers, um, Civil War, he's funny in Avengers. Um, he's funny. Laugh at him, like ha ha, that guy's funny. Not like he says funny. He, he says so funny things. He's not comedic. He does say funny things the whole time. Like he's quip, like quips. Like, yeah. He just, right. You you just. I don't know. You just not catching some of these things. Yeah, apparently just missed me. He I does. Don't know. He does say some funny things and he's sarcastic and and whatever. But in Far From Home, he's he's still dealing with Iron Man. Leave, leaving the Marvel universe. Okay, so it's mad sad. It's not sad. It's just he's getting over some stuff. Okay. So the the funnier parts are with Aunt May mm. and Happy. So those are the funnier parts of the movie. Okay. Moving on in the scroll, if you if you haven't watched um, David Chappelle's new stand up that he just did, brand new stand up, it's on Netflix. I haven't watched it. It is hilarious. Well, I always watched it and loved it. Okay. He touches on a lot of the issues that we are touching on right now, mm-hmm. even to the fact that there's an opium crisis. That we are going through opioids mm-hmm. crisis, and he says he feels the same way the white people feel, felt when black people had the crack crisis. Like it's not his problem. Yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> he said he's so he's like, yeah, I don't care either. He goes, and then he goes, hey, listen. He goes, listen. Why can't you guys just say no? <laughs> <laughs> Which is on the commercial <laughs> for crack, right. so the crack one, and it was hilarious. The whole crowd was just dying with laughter. He talks about Michael Jackson, and of course, he says very controversial things that will get him in trouble. Yeah, and he, people won't like, and people will be Yeah, by. he talks about um, one of the things he talked about that I wanted to mention on the show. He talks about he got in trouble. Because on his show, the Chappelle show, he did this one skit where a no, I think it was just they they said the word faggot. Oh, on the show. Yeah, so I think I think the person came in. And I think there was there was like a white slave owner and saw. The pimps come in with their long hair and said something like that on the show. So there's this board that censors stuff you say on TV, mm-hmm. and it's hosted by this lady. Mm-hmm. And so the lady called him in the office and said, hey, um, you said something on your show, and it's not right. We can't have you say that anymore. 
And he goes, oh, really? What was he in the group? And she said, you can't say on the show. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. He's like, okay, cool. So he was walking out and then he turned around. He said, oh, wait, I just have a quick question. He goes, so you have a problem with faggot, but you don't have a problem with me saying nigga? He goes, she goes, well, Dave, you're not a faggot. And he goes, uh, I'm not a nigga either. <laughs> And I, I sat there just dying with laughter. And he was like, he's like, you know, with his face. I'll have to watch it. It was really good. And then he does really good stuff after. He has a question and answer questions after yeah. the show. So they're just black and white where they show you more jokes and then they show you some stuff. Oh, I did see a movie. With him? No. I thought I had nothing for On This Girl. Okay. Okay. I see where you're going now. So th- that is one of the ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you were telling me that you wanted to, to watch Cannon Busters. Yeah, you eventually I'm going to start that. I'm probably shortly. Mm. Yeah, so mm. that'll be the new thing that I um, watch. Um, I did see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark Life. Yes. Yeah. With one of my favorite writer, director, creatives, I guess, Guillermo del Toro, um, makes his appearance in the writing. Um, and it's directed by the same person who directed... Um, I can't remember what other movie he directed, actually. But some other scary type of movie. And it was really good. It, it, there was, like, uh, nuance which I really appreciated that I felt might be of what Guillermo del Toro brought to the table. So without giving away the movie, um, there it's like th- three, uh, is it three? Two boys and a girl. So three white kids and a Latino guy, mm-hmm. right? So um, in the beginning, the guy, they're already like, oh, what's up with this guy? Like, something's up with him. And everybody's, like, being obviously racist to him, mm-hmm. right? So what, with them being sort of, like, outwardly racist, you're thinking in the audience, you're like, oh, this guy must be an illegal immigrant or something. Mm-hmm. Because that's how they're acting, right? They're, like, keeping suspicious of him, and he keeps being like, oh, I'm following the harvest. He's clearly making up making stuff up as he goes. So as the audience, given everything, because he's Spanish, you're like, oh, this guy's like living So then there's a twist, which I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it turns out that the reason why he's lying is just, it's just, it's like classic American problem. Mm. Like, so I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but when you realize that that's what it is, and it's not necessarily that he's an illegal immigrant, you're like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. it's, it's the nuance that I appreciate about Gilmo del Toro. And that's a nuance it's hard to find in this larger, kind of, like, kitschy horror movie. Mm-hmm. Where they, I, the thing about horror movies is that I'm always like, how do they resolve it? How do they make this spirit not mad anymore? You want them to talk to the spirit? Talk it down? They, all, I don't, they did it. They always do it. But I don't feel like they should ever talk down a spirit. I don't really know how to resolve it. What can we do to make you less right. mad? 
Yes, literally every like, time. Every time. They're like, we have to make things right. <laughs> we have to make things right. And then it's like, they just end up yelling at some spirit. Anyway. Yeah. Calling so, in the priests, and the priests throw some water at I don't know if I disagree with that. I feel like that's one of the best movies that endings that I appreciate. The Exorcist? That. Yeah. Well, that was know, a that movie was a, the power of Chris Capaldi. Yeah, <laughs> I say that still on a regular day. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I say it regularly. I love it. Yeah, so um, if you do like scary movies, if you have a teenager kid that you want to like bond over and see a movie, and they like scary movies, I'm scary stories to tell in the dark. Is uh, I pre- I appreciate that when I read the book when I was younger. So it's not quite like that, but it's worth it. And if you want to bond over any other movie, Dora the Explorer is out there. The like is still, still in there. I'm not going to pretend. Um, the one was like, oh, we can't see the Lion King. <laughs> he was not happy. But I think he appreciated it um, at the end. 47 Feet Deep is another one, I think it's called. 47 Feet Deep. It's about sharks. It's about sharks. But it also stars Jamie Foxx's daughter. Okay. So she's in there. Good for her. He's he's definitely putting her on. Oh man. She wanted to get on. He said, Okay, I'll help. Put you on. Yes, of course. His other yeah. daughter seems to shy away from the camera a bit. She's like, I did. Yeah, I don't want to do this. I'm gonna play basketball. Okay. So Okay. Um, what's in your ears? What are you listening to? Right now, I'm listening to a lot of the things. hmm So, um I think I mentioned I'm I'm listening to Leandria Johnson. Okay. Leandria Johnson has a song right now that is phenomenal. It's called This Gospel? Yes. It's called Better Days. And then she has another one that's even better than that I feel. The two songs are like on par and it's delivered me. And she says the song the title of the chorus when she starts when she comes in and she goes, Lord deliver me because um, all I seem to do is hurt me so that's why it's not like people are against her or the enemy or anything like that she's saying self-destruction I'm, I'm hurting myself you are your own worst enemy they say so you gotta help me and when you know anything about Leadra she's probably the realest <laughs> type of person where she's not faking. She has a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. So they made her a pastor. She became a pastor. And then she went on YouTube smoking cigarettes with the local people and handing out cigarettes to people and smoking with them and trying to save them. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh. not this kind of pastor. Yeah, right. So, and then, you know, different. She was out there kissing people. Yeah, different drama. Different type of drama. Okay. So, um... You could, and she talks about singing this song, Deliver Me, and she's like, I didn't want to sing the song, I hate the song. But the moment she sings the song, it's powerful. Wow, the power is crazy in it. So, I love that song there. Mm-hmm. What, the, what else you got? That's it? Um, for, for that in my ears, that's what I got. And, um, yeah, that's it okay. for my ears. One gospel song, one gospel artist. Okay, you have um, convocation coming up. Yes, tomorrow. Oh, sorry, 
today's Tuesday. On Thursday, Thursday night, Starts. is the beginning of Bethel United Church annual. of Jesus Christ Apostolic Edmonton, their annual Western District Annual Convocation. They will have Thursday and Friday will be at Bethel, which is at 9950 148th Street. And Saturday and Sunday will be held at the Howard Johnson on Sony Payne Road and 158th Street. Or 156th Street. They have the whole This front and side, yeah. So um, it's usually really fun and um, entertaining. And so if anybody's planning on going... Uh, it's supposed to be a really good time. So it'll be a really good time out there. Kaju will be out there. I'll be out there two nights. Yeah. For sure. I don't have anything. Not really promising anything. Well, we have some things coming up in the shop. So we have a Ooh. Monday night and a Wednesday night workout um, that we'll be doing now. A little exercise session two days of the week. Uh, we're about to restart our Sunday with Asha. Sunday yogurt. Uh, yogurt. Sometimes I love yogurt. Yoga. I also love yogurt. I'm having a problem right now with bubble And on tea. Sunday. I've been thinking about bubble tea, like, too much. Bubble I'm, tea's I'm, good, man. I've been drinking too much, though. I like the one with the jelly in it. Like, you like the coconut jelly. I want mango with coconut jelly. It's a good one. I think I want that. I didn't have that before, but I think it would be good. Yeah, you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I was telling you about is called cream cheese right. milk. They call cream it cheese milk. It's yogurt, really. It's they yogurt. call it cheese milk, so that would be yogurt. I told you it's like tangy, and they put it on top of like the mm. latte type stuff. It's good. Interesting. Yeah, but um, but, uh, so yoga Sundays. We got Monday night and Wednesday night workout. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have. A couple musicians have approached us about being in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's it for September. We're pretty much going to lay low, cruise cruise through. Are we going to be in next week or are we taking a week off? Um, that is a good question. Yeah, there's a that, lot happening that, next week. That, that might be an off-air kind of question. Okay. But at the same time... Um, I do want to throw this out there. Uh, I was talking to a, a couple band members. We're supposed to be doing a engagement party, and um, I sing um, for various bands. I do background vocals and stuff like that. And we've been asked to do this in- engagement party, and the gentlemen that are with me, they want to name the band finally. We've come up with really terrible names for the band, like the Band-Aid Band. Mm-hmm. That one was really terrible. Mm-hmm. Musical Avengers was was really horrible. Mm-hmm. It was a horrible portion. But so really we wanted to vote, have the crowd vote okay. on it. So we will be putting up in the Black Multiverse Theory page. Some bad names for you to poll on. A poll, yeah. And um, we'd like everybody to take get on. Take time. Yeah, take your time and get on it and mm-hmm. and go for it. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And, and is that it for us this week? That's it. Do you have a word? Barrel through. No. I do. Okay. <laughs> word up. I do have a word for everybody, um, especially in the light of things that happened this week with 
some of the racist things that happened and what we're dealing with, there's a lot of adversity and a lot of smoke screens. Smoke screens are what I call the things that come into the into your line of view temporarily to block the main goal or the destination where you're going or even the pathway that you're taking to get to the destination. Mm -hmm. When you're dealing with smoke screens, you have to be very, um, very in tune with the equipment that you're using to get there. Mm -hmm. On an airplane, a lot of times what happens is people suffer from vertigo on airplanes. Mm -hmm. And you're always taught in the airplane to always use the dials that are on the plane itself. I met a guy and a guy mm -hmm. said he his vertigo hit him so hard that he felt like he was tipping sideways mm -hmm. the entire time. So he's holding on because he's thinking he's crooked. His plane is crooked. Mm -hmm. But really, his gauges and all the stuff that he has, all the equipment, is telling him that he is level with the horizon. Did they put you on the hood? Oh, what? They put you on a hood screen when you have to like write your test. And they turn the plane. And they when they fly it level for a while, your ears think that you're straight up and you're not. I did. I, no. So they say trust your instruments. Go ahead. I did. I have not done that yet. Yeah. I do want to do pilot. And I would do want to get a pilot's license at some point. Mm -hmm. um, flying a plane this year for my birthday was amazing. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, when you're going through that, and you're going through your smoke screens, and you're going through things that may be telling you that you are going the wrong way, or you're not going to the destination. Mm -hmm. It's important to just stick with the process, create the process, stick with the process you have, and follow it through. Okay. Um, sometimes you have to take detours to get back onto path mm -hmm. or to fix certain things, but always stay true to what you know. And that's my the word, the Black Multiverse Theory word. Word up. Word up. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you once again for giving us this time of yours. Um, this has been yet another episode of the Black, Black Multiverse, Multiverse Theory Podcast. Podcast. If you can right now, just take a moment, hit like, hit subscribe, follow us, maybe hit a share. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbeams, Radio Public, and of course, Stitcher. And that's it. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Have a good one, everyone.